Hello. Happy Tuesday, folks. No more masks in Texas. Yeah, that's pretty good news. The bad news is the precedent. It's that the mandate ends, and in reality, <clears throat> um, you don't need a mandate. You just don't need it. But people like authority. They do. People like shepherds. It's nice. It's nice. Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's like 60 degrees. There's still snow here and there. My daughter, my oldest daughter just learned how to ride a bike today. That was really easy for her, which is cool. Ah, oh, Jim Bob, my guidance system. Yeah, we'll talk more about the guidance system. Um, I see it everywhere now. Um, I was actually listening to Matt from Quantum of Conscious. Conscious. And he was talking about he his his um context is like download, like basically how do he's looking at everyone and going, how do people do this? How do they behave this way? And he had a funny idea. He said, if Fauci, I don't know if he said Fauci, but essentially if Fauci or the, the priesthood came out and said, You guys, it turns out to really reduce infection, you uh if you go to the grocery store and hunch over and, and buy your groceries hunched over, uh, it reduces by at least 25%. People would actually do it. And he, that's a great point. And he was trying to figure out what it is. What is the system that allows this to happen? The matrix, you know, the, the zeitgeist, um, predictive programming. I mean, there's so many terms for it. But I really think, in my view, the best term for it is not mystical at all. It is a guidance system. I'll show you an example of a, a perfect example of, of the guidance system in play in uh, New Zealand. Listen to this. I mean, this, put a woman up there, you know, a soft, you know, you, 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 you uh, exploit the mother in her, the uh, nurturing side. I call this uh, daycare governance or mommy knows best governance. Mommy knows best uh, authoritarianism. Listen to this woman talk. Um, we will share with you the most up-to-date information daily. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, you can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumor you may hear covid19.govt.nz otherwise dismiss anything else we will continue to be your single source of truth we will provide single information frequently you. we will share everything we can uh, everything you are else you see um, a grain of salt uh, and so i really ask people to focus the most egregious example of that appears so you heard her we are going to be the single source and that's the best way for everyone to be negative we you listen to us and we will give you the cookies from the cookie jar. Uh, that's authoritarianism. And she says it with a smile. She might as well have her breasts out trying to milk uh, everybody. And be like, we'll give you the information from my titties. Um, that's authoritarianism. It's soft. It's motherly. 
It smells good. It it'll it'll rock you in the cradle. Um, that's guidance. That's a guidance program. Now, if you look at that, there's no concealment. They're literally telling you discard all for all other information and make the government your single source of information. That is a full-on guidance system in play. No different than NASA telling their little citizens, citizen NASA citizens uh, who are sitting in front of computers, trust our data, trust the source, discard any other information. We're going to deliver you the accurate data from Mars and you just trust it. Okay? Everything else is negative. Um, that um, is, is a perfect example. Speaking of guidance systems, I just got this in the mail. Werner von Braun's The Mars Program, where in uh, one of the early paragraphs mentions the, the, the group heading up the mission to Mars is called Elon. No coincidences. But this has a lot of math in it, too. So I feel like this is a gem. If you can find it online, it's fairly inexpensive. And, and because of the math that's documented, it might be actually helpful long-term long because if some of this math looks absolutely absurd um, in the future, which I have, a, I have a feeling it will be looked at as absurd, then this is basically, uh, basically a piece of evidence. Um, oh, I wanted to show you guys this. Um, so basically, um, uh, one of my fans, I posted this in the, um, this is, um, a pe uh, a paper from Australia. Um, and, uh, it's a, it's a fairly public, uh, a fairly popular newspaper. Um, and this, this girl, Juliet Friedanet wrote an article on the virtues of not being a conspiracy theory theorist. Great article about how, um, you know, it's virtuous to just call people conspiracy theorists when they, when they call out nonsense, when they ask things. So she kindly included, um, one of my comics. Um, but the bad news, I mean, it's bad news and good news. She got booted she, for this article. And I, I wouldn't say it has to do with my comic, but the angle of approach, being skeptical of nonsense, uh, they let her go, cut ties with her. So, um, you know, cheers to her for doing it anyway and, and taking the hit, right? Because there there, there's a consequence to telling the truth, you know? That's why it's called the truth. Fuck. You know, I don't think that they would go as far as to firing her, but... But, you know, when you tell the truth, it's like spitting fire, you know, and someone's going to get burned. You know, it's not a safe thing, you know. To assume that the truth is should be safe is, is absurd, you know. Um, I thought that was cool. Uh, here in the news, uh, lab-grown, listen to how ridiculous this is. Lab-grown black hole behaves just like... That's not science. That's not science. Okay? The problem is no astronomer has ever observed Hawking's mysterious behavior. Oh, 
What does science observe natural phenomenon? Does it does it say in the scientific method to observe simulated pheno phenomenon? I don't think so. But this is their little trick. They take these, you know, goofy wheelchair scientist people who just are all theory, no experimentation at all, all theory. And they make a simulation and then they look for how the fear, how the person's prediction is correct using a lab-grown simulator. You see a problem with that? That's not science. You don't science isn't confirmation of predictions. That's not what science is, okay? That's that's why astrophysics and astro astronomy and cosmology are not sciences. This is nonsense. A lab-grown black hole behaves just like Stephen Hawking said it would. Oh, wow. You're not observing something natural. Okay, science, natural sciences, first step, observe natural phenomenon. Okay, anyone who runs with this nonsense, well, we observed it. No, you observed a computer doing something. You didn't observe anything. Stupid. Um, thought that was interesting. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, someone sent me this. Um, you know, uh, looks like, Ben Shapiro is also a time traveler. Um, this is a picture of some Ben Shapiro allegedly in 1920 in Italy eating spaghetti. I am eating spaghetti. I'm sitting on a, on a shoe polisher and eating spaghetti. This is me eating spaghetti. Uh, uno cappuccino por favore, okay? Oh, slurp, slurp. This is so good. I mean, I, I usually don't eat pasta, but in this case, this is really authentic stuff. Uh, tortellini, tortellini, linguini, linguini. I love all of it. Uh, you know, you know, you get there, there, most people don't know that, that pasta is, pasta is like, pasta has like, you know, some upwards to 700, uh, different, uh, techniques and styles, you know, and it's like when you go to Italy, when you grow up in Italy, like a Mia, you know, like a Mia, you know, uh, Mamma Mia, I am eating the spaghetti. It is so good and hot. Uh, it, it hurts my tummy after, of course, but but it's worth it. It's worth every slurp. Yeah. Mm. So I'm sitting here, and it's, it's 1920, and there I am. This, this is where I come from. I am actually an immigrant. <laughs> uh, uh, Luna Cappuccino, Parvavari, uh, hurt my tummy. Ouch. Um, I think that's hilarious. What will come of Texas ending mask mandate? Well, it's just precedent. Precedent. So you celebrate, just like the celebration of the cake. Um, the uh, cake guy who said no to the gay cakes. You know, um, the precedent is the outcome people agree with, who are on the side of liberty, but. The reasoning uh, is not a good precedent. In other words, it in both cases, the cake uh, case and this case mandates, you're appealing to the government to lift something, to give you your freedom back. Oh, you can have your freedom back. And uh, the truth is you don't, you'd never needed a mask mandate to stop wearing a mask. So what will come of it is more people will be excited but there's going to be greater appeal to the uh, the uh, state government, federal government, to say, can I can I stop hiding? Can I open my eyes now? 
Can I open my eyes now? Uh, it's all permission-based. It's all consent-based. And that's, that's what's so funny about it. Um, what tales? What tales? Um, oh, I posted, uh, oh, I wanted to show you guys this too. Um, people, this is like from the rebel. This is the Canadian dude. And I just wanted to do, get your guys thoughts of this because, you know, the argument, you could agree with the stance, but again, tell me if you notice something that's just not right about this reach the hotel reception to figure out what my options are can someone come can someone come bring it to me I, I mean hopefully someone can go pick to a pharmacy and picks a prescription up for me that's not for them i i don't know what the process is i would like to talk to someone but nobody seems to be answering nobody seems to know what's going on and justin trudeau and his government and the losers at public health who don't understand the law the quarantine act nothing they're not being helpful at all understand the law the quarantine that's canadian men oh, oh my my bags got lost in the tra in the thing and now i'm in a hotel room and i you know i don't know how it works are you going to find my medication i mean how who's going to do this for mom the water's here so it's like what he's pointing to is is correct but you get a much larger context of what's going on and what the source of all of this is it's just straight up dependency totally beta cucked males just just asking oh, please someone do something i need to call i'm going to call the i tried to call the front desk like multiple times someone help me it's a it is just the epitome of neutered masculinity completely I mean, that is essentially mom, the water's here guy. Uh, for those of you know, back from other streams, what that reference is. Con just appeal. Oh, mommy. He's basically tugging on multiple sweaters. You know, when a kid's lost and they're scared and they're, they don't know what's going on and they just go around tugging sweaters. That's the revolution. The revolution of, of our era from the soft, the softness, the stop, the, uh, the softness that's resulted of of convenience, no hard times, just total uh, decadence, uh, luxury. This is the this is the result. Uh, men tugging at the the lower threads of a uh, of an authority. No, no, I asked the doorman. And, I'm in a hotel. I mean, it's a nice hotel, uh, but I'm not complaining there. But I mean, my bags are lost, and I would I being very polite about it. It's it's rough. It's rough. I mean, listen to the tone. It's all tone, high register. It's the hotel reception. To figure out what my options are? Can someone come? Can someone come? Bring it to me. I, I mean, hopefully someone can go pick to a pharmacy and picks a prescription up for me that's not for them. I, I don't know what the process is. I would like to talk to someone, but nobody seems to be answering. Nobody seems to know what's going on. You're dead. You died. It's not your fault, but you're dead. It's not your fault. It's just you're dead. 
I put the crayon on the table and the table and then the crayons I don't know the process I mean I bought the crayon it seems only fair that they return the crayon to me I mean I wish there was someone I can talk to oh Trudeau and he Trudeau it's like no it's over you represent exactly how these things can get to this place I would love to just be I mean I tried the phone I talked to the concierge once, and they didn't have any answers, and I'm just wondering when I'm going to get my bathrobe. It's all, it's all, I mean, it's so cultural. It's so, everything up to this point, there, you know, you look at it, you're like, oh, the media, oh, the scientific dictator, oh, the, the masks, oh, the vaccine. <clears throat> no. It it's been a long time coming, a, a slow boil. I mean, all of the preconditions and prerequisites for this experience we're all having has been, we accepted all of it. We accepted it all the way back to probably our parents post, maybe just post-industrial revolution. You know, we accepted all of it. We just are now we're just, oh, what, what? We're completely dependent on other things that, you know, like every source of, of information, uh, service, product is from an unknown place made by unknown hands. And uh, we're surprised. No, I'm not surprised. I was surprised at first, but now I'm like, oh, this guy's surprised. Reach the hotel reception to figure out what my options are. You're can dead. Someone come, can someone come bring it to me I, I mean hopefully someone can go pick I mean I really didn't I didn't think I really didn't think that that uh Boy Scout camp was going to be like this I mean I mean I was just I came here and I didn't know that they were going to take my to my compass and I took my little knife and now I'm just I can't, I'm in this room and then you oh I got and then the shrimp was good I mean the shrimp was okay uh, but I still tug I need to tug on some sweaters all right enough of that um, I wonder how many cats exactly. I know I'm like I'm I when they toned and they toned it's not fair. It's just chi children. You know, maybe we're all children and we just get bigger, and we think we're growing up, but actually all we're doing is getting bigger. Seems plausible. I thought of this today. Uh, I was thinking of sound arguments, and I thought this was um, something that I was, I'm not the first to lay this out in in, in a vague format, but this is, um, uh, truth is absolute. Truth is a concept. Concepts, concepts come from minds. Truth comes from an absolute mind. That seems like all valid and true, and, and it seems like a sound argument. I don't know if there's anyone of you uh, logic nerds who can uh, verify that that or refute it, but I was just playing with that thought, and it seems like a pretty strong, um, informal phrasing because I think all of those are true, and the following, the conclusion is um, is basically consistent, you know. Otherwise, you'd have to prove that there's concepts that don't come from a mind, which I don't think is possible. 
Um, but it's something I've been playing with because it's fun to sharpen logic by statements, by as, as clean and crisp as a statement could be so that you're not explaining away the words. Um, I think it, I think it's cool. Rebel News loses whatever credibility. Yeah, they're just, I mean, they all appeal to the same thing, right? They're all appealing to outrage. Oh, if we show this, oh, people need to know, you know, oh, people need to know. And then if the people know, then, then what? Then whose sweater are you going to tug on? Everyone's looking for a sweater to tug on. Mommy, are you my mommy? Mommy, are you my mommy? Um, you see the problem here. It's very, it's, it's, it's clear as day. And they don't help. They don't help. Do you think truth is unchangeable? Yeah, you can't change the truth or else it's not the truth. Oh, what do you think the gay Canadian should have done otherwise? No, it's not about what he should have done. It's no longer at the particular level. We're no, no longer dealing with particular actions by individuals, okay? We're beyond that. It's a new paradigm that's beyond that because everybody's so dependent on the system, on their authority. Everybody's so dependent on the conveyor belt uh, supply chain that... Everything is just noise because in the end, what do you do? You know, in the end, you know, you're demonstrating a complaint, but uh, complaint to who? Again, it's just the prisoner demanding the, the ward fix his pillow, change the sheet, make softer cuffs, hang a picture, give him some bubbly water or whatever it is. It's, it's all appeal. It's all permission, submission based. Um, and the fix isn't individual, um, little, uh, battles, you know, oh, I won that battle. Oh, I stormed right into that Walmart without a mask. Freedom. No debt, full on corporate dependency, your mask or no mask is useless. And so there's nothing to do in the instance because the problem is much larger. It's a system that we've agreed to and that we've uh, we basically enjoyed and chose our uh, convenience and efficiency and, and toys and appetites in place of our agency. And the, the, the former is harder. It's a harder life, you know? Anyone who's homesteading, it's a harder life, but you're freer. Uh, there's risk, but you're freer, you know? And so the the... The exchange of freedom for carrots has already happened. It happened with the Federal Reserve. It happened with everybody taking on credit. It happened with uh, everybody choosing their, their quick and cheap and easy fixes for every little thing in their life. Uh, it happened when men forfeited their labor and outsourced it, allowed it to be outsourced to other people uh, so they don't even own that anymore. And you just become... A consumer node, a node of consumerism that then when that's interrupted, when the wheel 
under the rat's, the hamster's uh, feet stop. And you're like, wait, but I, I thought this was working. Like, what? where's my little bottle drip? Where's my drip? Guys, where's my drip feed? And then the hamster's like, well, I'm not wearing that mask. And pretending that that's somehow uh, the war. That's not the war. That's a microscopic, uh, superficial battle. That's like virtue signaling at this point. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't fight that. I'm saying don't pretend that that's the fight. Don't pretend that that's the war. It's not the war. The war is way deeper. The highest level is spiritual. And then the second level is is systematic. It's dependency. Because con- compliance doesn't work if you're not um, not dependent. How can someone make you compliant if you can just say no? I mean, this is demonstrated with all sorts of people. You know, you don't have to comply if you know your value. That's just, that's the fact. But how can you have value if you don't make anything? How can you have value if you don't provide something to other people directly? They know your name. They know you sweat. They know you cut yourself making that thing. You don't know anyone. You're just interacting with these corporate logos. Not logos. Not logos. Logos. Traded logos, trust, morality, God, community, neighbors for logos. Cheap, quick, fix. Tug. Tug on a sweater. Sweater tugging. Telling you. It's all sweater tugging. Do 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 do. Ah, oh, spaghetti is so good. I slurp this. I slurp this stuff out. My little tummy hurts so much. Oh, ah, more. Oh, oh, it's a more. Ah, that's a more. That's a more. That's a more. When the moon hits the sky, like a big piece of pie. That's a more. Okay, that's it. That's what it is. Start reading this book, History of the Ether and Electricity, by Whitaker. I thought I wasn't going to be able to understand this. There's definitely going to be chapters that I lose me, especially with uh, complex mathematics. But so far, the history of it is really, because it's told historically, um, so far, it's a massive book. Um, It doesn't hit you with too much um, foreign language. Um, Pretty cool. I think these books are important to have physically. That's why I buy them. Even, you know... This one as well, the Mars Project. I think a lot of this history is going to get erased. And that's why, um, you know, it's my form of bunkering, you know. It's a cool, it's a cool book. In Venice, Gouncing Gold. Ah, that's Amore. Ah, my tummy hurts. Ah, ah, my tummy hurts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is Christianity about to become hate speech? Uh, they probably, they'll pull that somehow, I'm sure. Mars, we love you.
Are you scared of homesteading becoming illegal? Uh, not really. I mean, there are parts of that that are technically illegal in some places, just like on the basic level, like collecting water. Uh, you need to go through permit and, and all this bullshit to even have certain animals. Some places, maybe not so much. Um, I find that funny that like some of the southern states where you're free to have all these animals, the, all those hicks and hillbillies are like, yeah, but they, I'm, I'm free. I'm going to just get 300, I'm going to get 300 poisonous snakes and scorpions, spiders. And you're like, that's not the right kind of homesteading. Mars, I love you. Ayn Rand, what's the deal with Occupy Mars? Well, that. That the greatest pursuit for a man is to pursue his his passions, and so it is Werner von Braun. He came from the, the Nazi Germany with his partner, and they come to NASA to help out. And some people think that the Nazis take over. I don't know. I do not have evidence for that. But regardless of what he, the providence of Mister Werner von Braun's uh, uh, um, life, he is he is in the free. The states and and like me, he get to pursue his best in, his interests. And if he want to pursue Mars or or the moon, then that is in his best interest. It's in his greatest moral pursuits. And morality is directly tied to man pursuing his wants and needs and appetites. And that was why I love. That is why I love uh, Alistair Crowley. Yeah, he he make me so. Uh, feel tingly inside. And and I know that my face is not proper, you know. I, I knew when I came over with the boat, I had one uh, loaf of bread and one half bowl of borscht. And I, I remember um, over, you know, in that journey, puking over the side of the boat because I seasick and my eyes don't look directly straight anyway, so it don't help too much. And I thought, I am, I am definitely not going to be model. I am I am woman, yes, but but I am not woman that can be up on billboards and posters and such. So I knew right away that I need to to sit in my my house and quarantine myself and hide my face. My face not not something to, that helps persuasion. No. So I sit and I type type in my my remanding typewriter and I I get that sound pounded into my head each each day and I think I will not make it on billboard. I am not beauty. But I can make words into beauty, and I can type pedantic passages that will become book. Yes. Oh my god, dude, not funny, move on. Oh, well, you just moved on, because now you're gone. Nas, I love you. Say what you want, her hair was ahead of her time. Borscht is amazing, actually. Um, Atlas fugged. I moved away from eating spaghetti and I found gold in these cheesy shells. Many of the gold in cheesy shells. <laughs> My favorite Italian is cheesy shells because it's golden. There's just gold all over them. <laughs> yeah. Ew, stop talking, Ayn Rand. Why? You can leave, too. Oh, yeah, her philosophy is disgusting. 
you know, it's just a, it's just a materialist view. You know, even though she always appealed to metaphysical truth, she just in the end is just like all pursuit of personal needs. And it's like, yeah, not, not good. You should open a Comic-Con stand. I don't know if Comic-Con would have me. I'd have to like, I'd have to like invert my persona and hide things to even get accepted into that place. What's your response when people say morals were created by humans? Um, then I would say that they don't exist then. So you can't say morals were created because to say the word morals, you need to actually, that's an objective claim that presupposes morals exist. So you'd have to justify them. And so logically, you can't actually say morals exist because you'd have to define them. Um, if they were created by men, then there's no strict definition. They're arbitrary. So therefore, they're non-existent. So that means you can just change them. Morality must be objective and absolute or illusory and non-existent. There's no in-between. You can't have any in-between. Mars, I love you. What do you think about agorism? What is that? Agorism is like a version of libertarian and anarchism. Is that correct? I don't know the exact definition. I've seen it floated about. I've seen certain people with the name in their uh, in their moniker or whatever, uh, and they usually are espousing uh, strict libertarianism. Uh, natural law nonsense. Um, basically, any branches of libertarianism, anarchism, I pretty much reject wholesale on the basis that uh, they float on an identified, unidentified um, moral zephyr. They don't have. Uh, they don't have foundation. Gangs are underrated. Anarchy. <clears throat> well, you know, if things went anarchist um, out of default of destroyed system and it was actually a vacuum, um, it would be horrific. But uh, there would be a new level of, uh, of trust between gangs, between, uh, between troops of, of people. So... It would be gnarly, uh, and it would be gruesome. Um, but that's not to say there wouldn't be uh, good elements of it that would grow out. You know, it's just not a system. It's just it's just a vacuum. They should just call it a vacuum. Um, but there would be just like when there's tough times or you know famine or just you know horrific times. That's when uh, culture and art start to spike up. You know, art seems to f uh, fall in its 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 resonancy and its frequency uh, when things are going really well because decadence doesn't uh, 
really create a demand for really strong truth. It allows for um, relativism, actually. So if you if you have nothing, if you can't depend, if you don't need to depend on the truth because you can get everything head uh, hand fed to you, if you could order on the fly, what does the truth matter? You know, at its at its real primal form, truth and morality um, are punctuated and spotlighted and highlighted uh, when there's scarcity, when there's a problem, when things aren't going so well. That's when those things are challenged. And um, I think the same goes for, for art, uh, good art, you know, good, uh, any of it, sculpture, good architecture, good anything. Uh, even, even out of the 20s, you know, out of the depression, um, I don't know if this is uh, causal, but the correlation that I see is uh, the, the uh, etiquette, you know, certain etiquette that comes out of um, a terrible time. Um, because, because there's nothing, the, th- the little things that there are that perk up out of creativity are valued uh, in exponentially higher and more so than if they if they percolated up during really good time because everybody would be creating. Everybody would be creating and there wouldn't be as much urgency or preciousness um, around creativity and art. And so that's why I think the golden age of art, um, it might include some horrible times in the future, in the near future, but uh, there's no better time to be arguing for the truth and presenting the truth and arguing for good and God and, uh, um, and rooting for your fellow man. Um, that's why I've changed some of my tune about when these, these trollers come in. You know, I'll just block people like that one guy who's like, move on, it's not funny. I'm not here for you. Um, uh, but I'm starting to try to bring like unconditional love, like instead, and just being like, if I feel like I want to cut someone's throat open, that means I have to go, okay, no, 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 that's not it. That's be being the Pharisees. That's becoming the Pharisees. Um, and, uh, when you want to become the the Pharisees or the executioner, that's an impulse we all have, and we probably have it in varying levels. I have a high uh, rate of rage uh, that can be that can come out from very l- minor things from people I don't even know personally. That could be trolls, could be robots, but um, I'm starting to learn to look at that response and look at it from my own worldview and go, well, I have to apply my own worldview. I can't just like cut everybody's throat, you know, figuratively. And so I'm trying to be a little nicer with it. Um, I even watched something with uh, Jordan Peterson and Jonathan Peugeot, who is an Orthodox art uh, carver and speaker, um, had a conversation and it was actually the first time I looked at Jordan Peterson and I really saw humility starting to shine through. And it's almost like he can't, he's not fully letting it through, but it's poking through. It's almost like he can't hold it anymore. And I'm starting to have a lot of uh, compassion for him because I do think and pray that he submits. And I feel like maybe he has a knee down, one knee. And he's like, ah. He seems like he can't quite escape his own irrefutable faith in God 
but but at the same time his strong intellectual uh that's what it is it's i know it because i am that i am the intellectual i am the the brain masturbator that's why i make fun of other ones that's why i make fun of the sam harris's and the peterson's and the dildo dawkins because i relate that's where i would go if i didn't have absolute truth i would go into those worlds i would change language i would over intellectualize something that could otherwise be reduced to simplicity and so I feel for them. And so he's going through that. He's sick. He's, he hurts. His body hurts. His mind hurts. And so at this point, I think going after him, uh, I'll be a bit more friendly. I'll still go after him. But um, there is a time where you can potentially impact uh, someone, even if indirectly, uh, by simply... Uh, taking a Christ-like approach. Dude, I thought the same thing after listening to his recent podcast. Yeah, he needs, uh, he needs, now's the time. Like there's a time where you ridicule man and mock them and cut down their false doctrines. And then there's a time when if they show humility, that's when um, if you have your eyes open then you you don't you don't judge the heart you uh that's the time you reach out if you can or prop up if you can and guide and help guide you know to uh to god and so uh why am i christian that's not a that's not a rational question Would you be down to put your art in billboards? Yes. I've had several people sort of flirt with the idea. Problem with billboards is you need a decent amount of money and you need the company to have some balls. Not that my stuff is so cutting and hard hitting that it'll be like, you know, taken down because some of it's a little more abstract. But there are certainly things I would want to be pretty provocative if they're going to make it to a billboard. I don't want to be fence sitting on a billboard. Uh, so... Uh, it creates a little bit of a constraint because uh, you need to really deal with a company that owns all of the spots and they don't have pressure from investors. So yes, the answer is absolutely. I would love it. Billboards, digital billboards, cartoon animations, you know, and still in my raw, thick line, crude style. I think actually in the mess of perfection, uh, vector lines, perfectly done, you know, $100,000 logos and whatnot. I think my stuff would actually stand out in the mess because it's so crude and it looks like it was drawn by a dude with no arms who needed to use his feet to figure out how to use crayons. And so I think that's an advantage. But uh, again, I keep asking people to reach out if they if they do, if they have that connection and if they're able to make that possible, I'm, I'm so down. Fair point because faith, you're irrational. What? Faith is irrational? No, it's not. Faith's not irrational at all. Actually, none of us uh, exist or appeal to anything without faith in something that can't be proven. So um, you're a retard. I mean, 
you are loved, but you're also retarded. Um, you have faith in the truth, right? You don't have any evidence of the truth. You have faith uh, in laws of logic. You can't materialize them. You have faith in mathematics and numbers. I mean, you have faith that there's a right and a wrong. You have faith that tomorrow will be like today. I mean, it goes on. Your, your stance has been totally demolished, even by atheists. Never go full Banksy? Hell no. No, I would never go full Banksy. Thoughts on modern Christianity? It's pretty gay. I mean, it's already been established that um, they're going ecumenical, uh, relativism, twist, twist it so that it's modern. Uh, anything goes. Anybody can, you know, anything goes. Just uh, it's total uh, diversity uh, driven, you know, nothing strict, you know, just, you know, anything goes. And so I think modern, modern churches are, um, you know, like Owen says, uh, tax havens, you know, they get the little deal and they're in a good position. And, uh, if they don't play ball, then their little, their status can be altered and then they're in a tough position. So, um, it's just easier, you know, to, uh, take advantage uh, being in that scenario. It's easier to corrupt, actually. It's probably easier to corrupt a church than it is to corrupt, corrupt government. And you see it all the time. So, uh, yeah, modernity itself is, is the nonsense uh, cancer that's kind of taken over orthodoxy uh, and keep people keeping people strict toward a path because the, the truth is, is narrow. So when people, oh, you're in such a narrow Christian, you know, religion is so narrow-minded. Yeah, it's supposed to be. You know, it's not, it's not broad. It's not broad. Do you baptize your children? Uh, no, no, I, that's something I believe is a choice that the person makes. Um, I kind of like the, the idea of it and I, I understand the ritual of it in like Catholicism and other but um, I think that's something you want the person aware of what that means when they do it, not, you know, before. You know, that seems silly. Limp wrist Christians, yeah. Definitely an ecumenical matter. Yeah, you see the ecumenism everywhere. I'm, I'm a Christian myself. I'm speaking of Kierkegaard's. Oh, oh, sorry. Am I Eastern Orthodox? No, I can't claim that. Uh, I study the Orthodox Bible um, and the arguments uh, based in Orthodoxy, to me, occur as the most coherent and well-grounded uh, in, in, the, in the wider view of everything. So if you were to like take a worldview as an entire thing, not just, just the theology, like in other words, how does a worldview account for laws of logic uh, reasoning, math, how does it account for philosophy? How does it account for uh, the unity between uh, information or the immaterial category and, and our mind? And what is the physical representation in material? What is the material world to us? And why are those three things unified? Uh, all of this stuff, if you keep digging into, what, well, how is this connected to that? Like if you, if you go into a worldview or a theology and you keep asking, well, how is this connected to this? 
in my view, orthodoxy seems to have the most coherent web uh, um, summary, you know, of how things are all interrelated. Um, and I think, I think that's a, a, I think the reasoning is they, they are propped up and, uh, and kind of moved forward by philosophy and logic itself. That it's very philosophically based. It's not, it's, of course, you appeal to faith in, first and you appeal to Bible first and foremost, but the arguments, the, the ability to argue faith, um, and, and through reasoning, and, and logic is such an important weapon that we were given. Um, and it's sort of been disconnected in most modern churches. Uh, it's been just shifted over to like prosperity. Well, how is this going to better you? You know, it's, it's all pragmatic. It's all utility. It's all consumer based. And they, the, the modernity aspect is, oh, let's just, let's just look at it from a demographic point of view. Like, you know, get more tattoo sleeves, you know, get the gay, the lesbian preacher up there. You know, we're going to, we're going to really show that we can fit in with the modern world. No, the truth doesn't fit in with what's fashionable. Okay. The good, what's beautiful and true doesn't fit in. You don't fit that in with what's fashionable. You know, when you twist the truth to fit what's fashionable, you're, it's actually suicide uh, because you're only as relevant as the fashion that you're trying to fit in with. And so that's why appealing to truth and not um, Republican, Democrat, uh, libertarian left all of these all of these little like uh, color war games right you know if you appeal to truth as your team uh, you will eventually led to to uh, eventually be led to God and uh, that's the best team to be on why because that's an Im immaterial team that's the only team that matters. Uh, can you talk about the problem with Ted K's worldview? Yeah, he was, he was, uh, without God. He ironically pointed out the major problems in utilitarianism, uh, the major problems in, uh, becoming a part of the efficiency machine, you know, and, uh, he saw the future mathematically. If, if the humans are a system, then the, the logical follow the inevitable end is that humans become fully regulated. We just become cogs towards some arbitrary goal of efficiency. So he was totally right about that. But because he was socially retarded, um, probably um, probably autistic, not to the Ben Shapiro level, but almost. And he, uh, ever since from a young age, he had problems. Not to mention he was visited by you know CIA and FBI and stuff. Who knows if they they twiddled with his brain a little bit possible it's alleged um but he was wrong in his 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 solution you know his, his solution was material which is ironic because he's actually arguing against materialism and against uh utilitarianism because he saw the logical end he connected that that's not what humans are so he almost got to the immaterial category he almost started asking, asking the questions like, well, on what basis is that wrong? 
On what basis is it wrong to turn people into regulated machinery? Uh, why, why do we have dignity? What makes, what argues that we have dignity at all? Liberty, dignity, morality, love, compassion. Are these just constructs? They're no, they're not found in the material world. And so if you reject those things, then utilitarianism is fine. So he didn't, he rejected them, but he didn't have a basis. So he couldn't argue. So the only place he can go to, it's just like the three women who stand in the corner and talk about how Sally gossips a lot. Do you see the problem? You become the gossiper. Uh, you become the thing you're trying to defeat. You become the Pharisees. Uh, and uh, that's what you become. So that's why it's so important to have faith and to have a basis that's outside of the material because it grounds you. And whenever you get caught up in this idea that you're going to win the world, that you're going to defeat the Tom Hanks and all the Einstein, you know, all these people that represent evil. And if, if we just get back to, if we just, you know, uh, when you appeal to faith, you realize this is temporary and that um, if you're in Ted Kaczynski's mind, you don't blow up anything. Why? Because your argument against utilitarianism isn't based in material. So your solution cannot be based in material. He made that mistake. He saw, this is bullshit. We can't do this. This is terrible. We got to stop. You know, he went full neo-Luddite in a way. But the irony is he went to a cabin. I'm going to go to my cabin and I'm going to build bombs with technology that I actually disagree with. And then I'm going to blow up people's arms. And then I'll stop the technological advancement that inevitably turns humans into efficiency cogs. No. <laughs> he actually appealed to technology and appealed to utilitarianism and appealed to materialism because he thought he could solve the problem. The problem isn't material, Ted K. You fucked up. He's still alive, by the way. I should write him. See if I can do a live stream with him. You think ISIS is made by the U.S.? Uh, yeah, indirectly and then directly funded. I think you when you bomb places and you create total chaos... You, if you create chaos in an ordered system and it becomes disordered, what it does is it creates a vacuum. And that vacuum is going to be filled by competitors. You know, and the, what, the, what are they competing for? Well, they're competing for standardization, you know. And that's ultimately what humans want, you know. So, so I know for a fact there are many, many people in Iraq who have read the, te, the 12 Rules for Life and then it subsequently read, the, you know, Beyond Order. You know, and, and they knew that when those bombs hit and then when their, when their civilization crumbled before them, you know, what they had in their hand was a book that could help them guide, guide the way to restoring order. And it was my book. And I'm very moved by that, you know. But the thing is, you know, once that order, this order takes place and a vacuum is created, then what, what becomes the commodity? is force and and for any place any nation in the world where where force is the commodity that's when the US can sell arms to those people because they're in high demand you know 
And it's like people don't often talk about this, let alone think it, you know. It's not allowed. But that's the thing. So, yes, you know, it was actually destruction that creates, creates these little gang members. And once these gang members are unified, that they could be either supported or sequestered or transplanted or, or invaded, you know. And so that's what happens. You say, and you know, the history of war, I don't know if you know this or not, but, but it's riddled with, with deals with the enemy, you know. It's like you look at, look at Bayer, you know, look at Tommy, you know, look at, look at Hugo Boss. You know, if you look at the people who are dressing up those Nazis in such beautiful costumes, you know, they're, they're often trailed back to American capitalists, you know. People don't want to talk about this, you know. It's like, fuck. If you just look, you know. You think academia is to blame for illogical denials of absolute truth? Yeah, academia, culture, you know, it's just the general rejection of God. It's also it's also the the apologist who's weak who doesn't speak their mind because they don't want to offend anyone. Oh, keep it to ink. You should keep your religion to yourself. No, you shouldn't keep your religion to yourself. You should, you should gain logic and philosophy skills and adequately argue your faith with reasoning. Aggressively. Not, oh, hide in the corner. I don't want that. I just don't. You know, I have my faith and it's great and you believe in you. No. Guess what? If you don't, if you don't, Assume a part of the guidance system, the the authority, whoever the 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 uh, the competitors of standardization, we can call them now. They the top the top performing artists, <laughs> the top performing coders, authors, movers and shakers. Uh, they're going to win. They're going to do the guidance system. They're gonna they're gonna program for you, and so. Uh, yeah, the academia is to blame, but it, in a way, no, because, uh, yes, they're pushing something so you can go, oh, you're pushing nonsense, but it's the, it's the consumers, you know, it's the, the people accepting it or going, oh, that's a little nutty, but I'm not going to say anything. No, you need, you need outspokenness, bold, courageous outspokenness against nonsense. You can't just rely on a couple of streamers. You can't just rely on a couple people who speak on your behalf. Oh, I'm so glad he's speaking out because I can't. No, it has to be pretty much uh, a group. It has to be. There is power in numbers. And so I think that's more to blame is is the feebleness. It's the tolerance of, of people who know absolute truth exists are, are afraid to argue it because they look stupid. You know, that's that's the problem. Agree, but then you can become the black sheep. Yeah, become the black sheep. It's awesome. Did God question his creation when Jesus asked, why have you forsaken me? No, when, when God... Said when Jesus said, "Why have you forsaken me?" Um, I believe he was he was recalling Psalms twenty two, so he actually wasn't 
He was actually reciting the prophet, uh, what prophesies that moment, um, I believe. I'm not a theologian, but I remember looking that up specifically. Um, I think it was a reference to a, pre a pre-existing um, scripture. Mr. Peterson, why is the fact that God exists so terrifying? Well, I mean, you know, forgive me, but that that's a really stupid question, you know. It's like, what's not terrifying about an all-powerful all, all being, you know? You know, of course it's terrifying, you know? That means that, that there's some... That means that there's actually something... Uh, that, that That means that, that the immaterial... And the narrative can actually connect to the spirit, to the to the material. That there's actually a moment where those two are are one, you know. And it's like that means that the Trinity actually has some power, you know, and that's frightening, because otherwise there's nothing that actually connects the the absolute and it's the particulars. And 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 if the answer of the one and the many, that the long philosophical problem, you know, if if there's some if there is a being. And not just a mode of being, an actual being represented in flesh that unites the absolute with the particular. That unites the immaterial with the material and becomes the third of a trifecta. That shit is scary as fuck, yo. It's like, why do you think I went on a tear in Russia? You know, I saw myself going down the eye of the needle and I thought, well, only I could actually go through this. Only the truth. And I was fighting, you know. I was like, no, can I bring my books? You know, it's like, please, God, if you're going to send me through the eye of the needle, at least let me bring myself authoring suite where you can sign up for $24.99 and create a little heaven and avoid a little hell. I don't need to listen to Jordan Peterson anymore. What do you think about the attempt to cancel Dr. Seuss? I don't know, because Dr. Seuss is super inversive and uh, um, subversive, and a lot of his shit is really creepy. So it's kind of like, um, like Sun Tzu. Oh, don't interfere when the enemy destroys yourself. <laughs> Don't, why you interfere? Why you say, oh, can't, why Prager you interfere so much? Prager you like, oh, look, look what they do now. Oh, oh, stop it. Why you do cancel Kocho? You know, Prager you like, oh, cancel Kocho bad. And then they're like, oh, let's delete all the Owen Benjamin stuff from Prager you. It's like, no. You don't intervene when anime destroys sale. What do you think motivates deconstructionists? Rejection of God, Re rejection of absolute truth, relativism. It's all, it's all just nonsense. Oh, why you step in? Oh. Why, why you pretend you the referee? You know, you want your enemy and it's fighting itself in a ring. 
And you're like, oh, I want to get in the ring and be referee. It's like, don't do that. Don't do that. And don't do that. Mr. Shapiro, do you ever remove your yarmulke? If not, why? Well, that's a very pretty simple question. I mean, you know, the thing is, it's totally fused to my head. I mean, that's the that's the basic fact. You know, not many people know that, but but the point is, it's like you know, I needed to make a yarmulke that was fused to my head. Now, now the only way to do that is to make it out of hair. You know, and so you know, I actually paid my sister. Some of she cut some of her hair, so I had a professional uh, sewer you know, who I found on a great app, a wonderful app where you can exchange products and services, mostly services, between uh, men who are skilled, and that's called, it's called Grinder. and so I found Brett on Grinder, and uh, lo and behold, Brett, uh, uh, in addition to being an excellent fisherman, uh, an excellent marksman, really good at archery, um, uh, he also knows how to sew, so it was actually Brett who sewed my yarmulke, and of course I went to a, a really, uh, notable, really prestigious, uh, surgical, um, doctor to do, to do the actual fusing to my skull. Ah, <laughs> uh, my tummy hurts. Uh, uh, too much spaghetti. Too much spaghetti. But yes, but, but the thing is, it's interchangeable. I mean, the thing is what, the yam, to, to be more pre- precise, you guys, I want to be really honest about this because people might get the wrong idea about me. <laughs> um, the yam, the, the actual fusion is a track, you know, so that there's a track, uh, basically, that has a clip, a clip unit. That's that's uh, I like clipping, um, and so that's on my head. And so, w- what happens? Do you ever have you ever gotten on a, a large ladder and changed a, a fire, uh, a fire? Um, what do you call them? The fire alarm. You know how the fire alarm goes off sometimes when you're not cooking because you hire someone else to cook, and, and it goes off, and you're like, "Damn it!" And then you ask someone, you call someone over, and they get a ladder, and then you watch them get on the ladder, and they they turn the fire alarm off and they pull it off the wall. Well, think of that. That is the actual patented structure uh, mechanism on my head. So, so you know, I invented it. I don't want to talk too much about it because it's a patent pending, uh, of course, but but what it is is basically that mechanism on your head. And so you can, you can you know, screw on different yarmulkes, uh, different patterns, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to uh, investigate how to, how to utilize and introduce my my solar panel, my solar panel uh, yarmulke, which can charge a variety of, of amazing products, all compatible with product with uh, Android, with uh, Apple, and any kind of devices you have laying around the house. You know, so there's a, there's a cable in there, um, and so the sun actually powers your yarmulke, and the yarmulke can power anything on your body, basically. <laughs> Uh, it's solar power. It's a patent, patent pending. Yeah, you know, I I actually talked with Tapusa and Charlie Kirk, and they love the idea. And it's like, you know, Prager, you Dennis Prager was like, Ben, that is an amazing idea. Why the juice? And I was like, okay, cool. So you're gonna you're gonna invest. I mean, we can make you know your logo, that orange thing with the with the circles inside that looks like a, a, a inverse lava lamp. 
you know, I really love that logo. I think I can make a great yarmulke. I mean, if you want to make a Prairie U yarmulke, I mean, we already have a Tapusa yarmulke. We have a Ball and Branch yarmulke. I mean, anything that's a circle. I mean, anything, anything. A globe, a globe yarmulke would be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you could even do a flat earth yarmulke. I mean, I don't want to. The thing is, Michael Jordan said, you know, Republicans buy uh, Nikes too. And, and I take the same approach. I do not, you know, I fully disagree with, with the, you know, that, that whole culture, you know, debating the, the shape of the earth and, you know, the, the solar system at this point. I mean, <laughs> that's all, folks. But, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to disregard them as a potential source of income. Of course not. Of course not. That would be stupid. <laughs> that would be stupid. Paris, Hunter, Paul. Next. Is that to me? Is that say move on? Is that just say yes if that means move on? Yeah, well, it's just that that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know who John Taylor Gatto is. <clears throat> Kinda? Alright. Well, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm a little strict. I'm very, I'm more and more strict. I understand this now. Like, I actually like, you know, people say I'm shadow banned. I don't know, 125 people is a lot to me. But if it's supposed to be more based on numbers, I actually like it that it's less. You know, people who come in here and they think that this is like some sort of uh, jukebox um, and they get to dictate what happens. I just delete them. Are you afraid of being banned? No. No. Uh, recommendations learning basics logic. Um... Uh, there's a guy who does classes. He's called the Norwegian noose. Um, he's an Orthodox. He has, he has, um, YouTube classes and he actually does direct questions and stuff, but otherwise just basic books. I would start with fallacies. I would get, uh, logically fallacious by Bo Bennett. And, uh, that's 300 fallacies. Just knowing fallacies indirectly gives you some input on how to speak logically by avoiding fallacies. Uh, they're almost impossible to avoid, though. I think the number of people is just a trick. Yeah, I don't want too many people. I just, it's, I understand that now, you know. It's like you want it, you want people to understand the existing culture of what you're doing. You know, all the jokes, I'm starting to see that now. There are always callbacks to previous things, and it creates a family of sorts. And follow, oh yeah, follow uh, overthought and understated right here. Who said he does philosophy Friday, so he'll always he'll always uh, note a fallacy. So definitely give uh, overthought and understated a follow. He's very uh, philosophically and logically based, and he covers things directly. And then he some, some he brings up a bunch of. Can you clarify the Norwegian moose? No noose. Uh, noose is a term in Orthodox. 
um, which is essentially your your spirit aspect of your being, I believe. I could be messing that up, but whatever. Do 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 why the push to Mars? I think it's um to keep people, you know, in the bread and circus. You know, like I, one of my posts that I think went over a lot of people's head because uh, it was too abstract, but it was the inner space, outer space post. I think there's a direct correlation between pushing outer space nonsense, having people uh, infatuated and, uh, you know, enticed and uh, what's the word? Intoxicated by the magic of the the authorities, uh, you know, stage presence. Um, then what happens is I I think it's a I think it's a a distraction. I think that you know it keeps you occupied while the movements are actually toward your body. The the, the true space is your inner space, um, and that's their true destination. And um, making you think that it's outer space we're going to is nonsense. Because it's inner space. It's in the mind. It's in the body. It's in your blood. It's in all your vessels. They want that land. They don't want Mars. You know? Oh, you're going to learn something about Mars? Well, no, you can't get there, first of all. But second of all, uh, you could just take some of the deserts that are Mars-like deserts, like uh, Canada, you know? And, um, you know, you can figure out how to live there first. How about? Uh, otherwise, I think it's a part of a long um, project that might, uh, might delete a bunch of people, you know, just say, oh, we're going to Mars. Like, let's get, uh, let's get this consistent, uh, group of people going to Mars and then, uh, and you just ship them out and they disintegrate in space. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's plausible, but it's a good sci-fi, uh, movie about, um, population control. Uh, the next, the next bit, the the real population control is going to be this uploading thing, like convincing people that you can preserve them, uh, but they have, but you have to voluntarily die, voluntarily die. You can't just die in a car accident or something because it won't work. So they'll get a bunch of idiots to line up who just, you know, ball, you know, just came from Walmart and um, and they're gonna be like, oh, upload your thing, but you have to do it our way, and so they basically die. And uh, that's it. And then the company claims that they have their information, their bio and uh, uh, neurological, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Blueprint. Don't worry, we have it. The family's like, can we see it? No, we can't. Not yet. It's not ready. Uh, he signed a contract. And then you just get a bunch of people to sign off on on dying with the, a false promise, the, the uh, Faustian deal of living forever. Um, and even if you could adequately uh, salvage the, the, all of the things that make someone them, which I think is absurd, but if you could do that, it wouldn't be you. It would still be a transposition of you. It would be taking, transposing, putting into a new medium. Um, and so it wouldn't, you wouldn't like suddenly emerge, you know, these people are going to actually think that. They're going to actually be convinced that 
their their own identity to themselves, their own consciousness to themselves will somehow make it through uh, the filing system of Elon Musk or whoever's in charge and that they'll awaken and be like, oh, that was a short trip. I'm so glad I killed myself for this. No, it's not going to work like that. Algorithms. I like that. <clears throat> Thoughts on crypto? Uh, crypto is just like any other betting. It's uh, it's only uh, lucrative if it's volatile, and so you're always taking a risk. But otherwise, crypto, blockchain, I mean, it the whole it's been dis fully dispelled. This idea that uh, that's the that's the the good shepherd toward economic liberty. It's not. It's a. It's it's the shepherd that leads you into a pen under the guise of decentralization and uh you once they close the gate you're like oh wait oh well, i don't own electricity oh i see i get it i mean you know how uh parlor you know parlor which is basically a honey pot honey pot for conservatives and then they just pulled the plug when at the right time um you know that example should be enough to for you to understand what would happen with crypto or the or why you shouldn't actually put all your confidence in that because um, it's not about the the platform it's not about the mechanism yes the mechanism of crypto is decentralized yes the logistics how the operations of it yeah decentralized but if you zoom out you know just like oh parlor it's its own thing it has its own uh, service and you're not going to get booted because they have cool terms and services no who owns the server? The same question for crypto. Uh, any of it. Who owns the electric grid? Can they shut it down? Yes. You don't own it. It's not decentralized. Are we screwed or is there hope for the US? Don't put your hope in a, in a nation. You know, Put your faith in God. Um, you have no idea what's going to happen. And uh, you don't need to control what's going to happen. You can control what you can control. And uh, the rest shouldn't require your hope. You shouldn't put your hope in um, in these things you can see. Uh, where then you'll have a chalkboard and be like, oh, we scored a goal. It's not like that, you know. The more you make it like that, the more suffering you, you endure. Because uh, you're, trying to, you're trying to live a, a, a materialist viewpoint of of correction and this is a fallen world you might die your kids might die we might starve to death all of these terrible things it's it's irrelevant it's it's irrelevant you're not gonna win anyway i gotta close close this up soon any last questions um what else am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of doing more animation. I'm actually working on the, the Star Wars one. And I want to put a little more effort into it. And um, and start doing more, uh, you know, more intricately produced 
cartoons um, and start to make that another thing that I do. That's because I think they're hilarious. You know, the comics are great. They fill up the page. Um, but um, making cart making animations and being able to freely uh, take people's personalities and put them in there where you don't need them to do an actual uh, cameo. Uh, I'm just thinking about it and it's like the, it's limitless. Animation is limitless. And so I'm really excited about uh, doing more of that. More actual audio, like that's terrifying rack. Oh yeah, 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 that was terrifying, yeah. Yeah, that was a little dark for me, actually. See if we can take one last question, people. Well, there's nothing else. Let me see if there's anything I want to play real quick. Oh, well, let's just... Uh, any thoughts on the spiral of James True? Uh, well, I used to watch him a couple months ago. And uh, I used to call him out on his logical inconsistencies. And then he was like, you're such a prick. And he like chewed me out in a private message. So I don't, I think he was always spiraling. Did he recently spiral more? I don't know. I mean, I, I hope he finds truth and, um, and, do, and stops saying that uh, humans are the creation of morality and, and whatever they say is moral. Uh, and the same goes for truth. Uh, ironically, his name's James True, but he he is a uh, charlatan. Um, but I don't hate him. The rock is the land. I pour my salt in the land. You come to my campfire. I take your salt without you knowing because you're asleep in the sleeping bag. I rail my stump, and I grind on your stump, and we alchemize our energy, and our salt is spilled. The owl sees, the land hears you. Hold on, I gotta feed my birdies. Sorry, <clears throat> where was I? The flames are upon us, and in this system... We will join souls and the land will carry out our blood. Alchemizing and I tooted salt. My, my, my toots were salty this morning. Poor guy. I, I tooted this morning. It hurt my bum bum. I hug a tree while you cut it down. We will be doing trauma unity. Poor guy. No, I really feel for him. 
like he gets he got really mad that I just called him out on just basic logic, you know. But I don't know how he's spiraling. He's just a really good hip hypnotist. That's what he does. He's a hypnotist. So that's what he get. That's what he gets when you're a hypnotist. You're not gonna take anyone anywhere true, ironically. You're just gonna hypnotize people. Submit. Submit. Anyway, you guys, um, have a good Tuesday. It's my day off tomorrow again, so I will join you again. Uh, I'll be working on some cartoons, some animation, and uh, I have some funny stuff lined up for you guys. And I'm also figuring out how to add, um, you know, because my dream is to do creativity um full-time and to be home with my kids full-time and my wife. And I know that's possible. Um, so I'm looking at how to make that happen uh, through what I do. And so, you know, I'm thinking of adding like PayPal stuff or some smaller ways to just fund what I do so that I can quit the thing that I don't want to do, which is my day job. Um, and so that's the ride I'm going to be taking and, uh, hopefully taking you guys all with me. So, um, I don't know where that starts. I think it's, anim I think there's something in animation there. I think if I really went nuts and a lot of effort into that, I could make a legitimate show style with ep episodes and stuff and really provide some really funny shit. Anyway, that's where I am. You guys have a good day. Uh, enjoy yourselves, hang out with family. If you don't live near family, give your family a call. Talk to them. Don't talk about nonsense. Talk about good stuff. All right? Bye.